Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. Well, today is the 4th of July, and we are halfway through the year with so much more still to accomplish. But you know what I know? I know that everything that God has begun in your life for this year, he's going to see it through to the end. In Jesus name. I believe that. I truly do believe that. And you, I want you to believe that as well. So in the spirit of freedom and patriotism, I want to remind everyone that Radio Free Brooklyn is a 5013C organization and that we live for the donations that we receive from all of you. So if you want to continue to have great programming, If you want to continue to have great programming like this show and all our other shows, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, click on the donate button and give. We appreciate and thank you for everything that we receive. So today I want to say those of you that listen to me weekly know that I speak what God has placed in my spirit, right? I come to you in truth. And 
from experience. And my mission, if any of you aren't aware, is to be here every Sunday to enlighten those who are not comfortable with the traditional church setting, but still have a burning to understand the word of God and what it means in their lives today. I have yielded myself to being that servant of the Lord. Yes, and you already know that story. It took me a long time to get here, but I'm proud to say, yes, I am here and I'm here to stay. I say all that to warn those listening to this lesson today, it's going to be deep. I'm just letting you know right now, it's going to be deep. And I'm not speaking on a subject. I'm not speaking on a subject to place fear in you. Because we all know that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us the spirit, the power. He's not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now that comes from second Timothy one and seven. But when I read some other translations, some of the translations say that he has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, meaning that we must speak what is true and what is his words. And so I say all that because it is becoming clearer and clearer to me each week how God has been putting this show together. First, he started us on our journey with lessons, right? He gave us lessons on our character. He gave us lessons on habit forming He gave us lessons on knowing his name. He gave us lessons on spiritual warfare, forgiveness. He's just been preparing us so that, and he's still preparing us for what we are going to face coming in the days ahead, in the days ahead, right? So with each lesson, if you were successful, then you moved on towards your next level. But if you weren't, you would have to repeat the lesson over again and trust and believe. I know what it's like to have to repeat a lesson because I've repeated plenty of lessons in my lifetime, right? Trust and believe. But as with everything, when I move to another level, I take you guys with me and I take you guys with me, not because everybody is at the level where I'm at. There are people that's probably listening to the sound of my voice. That's on another level that's higher than where I'm at. And it's not even a higher or lower. It's just a maturity and an understanding of his word. So I'm sure that there's probably people that listen to me that are like maybe preachers and pastors and whoever, they probably have congregations or Bible study sessions that, but you know what? The bottom line is he gave us all a commission. He gave us all a work. And I just come here every Sunday to do what he's given me to do to the best of my ability. And I share with you everything that goes on with me. And he's gotten me. And I told you back in back last year sometime, I told you how I was struggling with how he was making these shows more personal. He was putting more of me into the show where I wanted to keep me out of it. I just wanted to give the lesson that he wanted to give and keep it moving. But he's putting more of me into the show. And I'm starting to get more comfortable with it as it goes along, depending on what the subject is. But even regardless of what the subject is, I still if it's something that I have to say, I have to say. And even if it reflects back on me, I have to say it because it does, right? 
And for the most part, I share with you what I'm able to share. Because sometimes when he has me to share some things with you, it's in the beginning stages. Not everything that I share with you, it's been something that I've totally completed. Sometimes it's right there at the beginning, but there's still a lesson in it for someone. So with all that being said, I don't want too much, you know, I don't want it to be too much that I'm sharing sometimes. But when I am sharing, it's because there's someone out there that needs to hear it. And that's my number one purpose, to get the message, to get the word out to the person or persons that need to hear it. So today's lesson, I say all that to say, (laughs) today's lesson, today's lesson is coming from the book of Job, right? Now I call this What I'm about to tell you, I call this how I want to talk about the Job syndrome. So now I want to describe or I want to define what a syndrome is. A syndrome is defined as a group of symptoms which which consistently occur together or a condition characterized by a set of associated symptoms. So now you have a clearer understanding when I see the Job syndrome and the Job syndrome is when it appears like out of the blue, all hell seems to be breaking loose. It's when you cannot understand where all of the sudden attacks are coming from in your life at a particular point in time. It's like, what is going on? And I know that I am not the only one that has ever felt this way, right? I'm sure there are dozens of you out there that was like, oh my gosh, like, okay, that's probably where the saying went, the saying comes from when it rains, it pours because when one thing happens, it just, it's just like a trickle effect. It's a a ripple effect of everything. But can I tell you something? I now have an understanding of what that is when it happens. So Let's look at the book of Job and see how closely it parallels our lives today. And our scriptures today are coming from the New King James Version. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Job chapter 1, and I'm going to be reading from verses 1 to 12. Job chapter 1, verse 1. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright and one who feared God and shunned evil. And seven sons and three daughters were born to him. Also, his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household, so that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. And his sons would go and feast in their houses, each on his appointed day and would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed gods in their hearts. Thus Job did regularly. Now, I want to interject something at this point. If you're a parent 
you worry about your children. And although you may have brought them up to know the Lord, children sometimes go astray and live their own lives. But if you have given them a firm, a firm foundation, they will return and they always know where home is for them. So Job was aware of this fact, and that's why he would pray for them, not knowing what they might have gotten into while they were eating and drinking and hanging out and having fun. You know, he was just making sure he was covering his kids. So now continuing with verse six. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, from where did you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. And you know, we know that's right because in first Peter five and eight, it says for us to be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So yeah, Satan was not lying when he told God, oh, I was just going back and forth along the earth. (laughs) Okay. So now Job verse eight, then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? So Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and the possessions have, and his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has. And he will surely curse you to your face. You see, you see how he is? He's horrible. He is hating all the time. Don't hate because you messed up your time in heaven and now we're being blessed and you can't stand it. A hater. And the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has in is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and he probably was skipping as he went out of the door too. Cause he was just so happy that, Ooh, now I get to torment somebody and we want to see how he's going to react to it or respond to it. Right. Blessed is the reading of the, of God's word. So here we see through scriptures that Job was considered to be a good man, blameless and upright one who feared God and God allowed Satan to touch all that he had, but not to touch him. Right now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I am an, I am totally upright and blameless like Job was, but I do believe that I try my best to follow what God gives me. I make it my business to try to do the best that I can with the the person that he created me to be. But as with Job, sometimes things happen that are totally beyond our control. As in the case with Job, right? And, but what we have to believe is, in which I believe, I know that whatever God puts me through, it is so that I can have a testimony for someone out there that is looking for an answer. 
Now that's my walk. He'll always put me through something to be able to answer a question that one of you guys have out there. So I hope you guys don't have no real far-fetched stuff that you contemplating or thinking about because I, not that I wouldn't do it because if he's doing it to me, it's for a reason, but I would really not want to have to go through too much stuff. I'm just being real with you. But anyway, in any event, you see how you can be doing all that God wants you to do and things will still come up against you. So now here's, here's where I got the Job syndrome and how it, I am, I became a part of what I now classify as the Job syndrome. I recently became a victim of a scam. I know, right? Unbeknownst to me, my personal information was compromised, right? And when I became aware, I immediately put up all the blockers in place. I contacted all the agencies that I needed, you know, for them to know what was happening in order to protect myself from having any of my information misused and to prevent any damage that could possibly result from it being compromised. Can I tell you that when I became aware of what had happened, I felt horrible. I felt so violated. And again, like when I was the victim of the home invasion, I felt so vulnerable. I was in the process of about to have a meltdown, crying, walking the floor, wondering why is this happening to me? I've always guarded all my information as if it were my life. But let me tell you, in today's technology, anything is possible. So I'm not sure whom I'm speaking to right now, but watch where you are placing your information and to whom you are giving it to. Make sure you know that the parties are reputable and trustworthy because they can get you just as easy as, um, you hear my voice on the, on the radio right now. But so just as I was about to lose it completely, I snapped out of it. I came to myself. I was like, wait, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me and started bringing back to my remembrance how to speak the word over my life. And I was like, okay, I got you. Because when you know who you are, when you know who is in charge of your life, who is in control of all things regarding your life and who is your savior, you can speak his word and make it so. So that is why we have the Holy Spirit here with us today. And Jesus stated that when he left, he would send us another. John 14, 15 to 17. If you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he will abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because neither because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you, with you and will be in you. Right? So that right there, he had already told us he was sending us a helper. And that brought me comfort at that moment. When I heard the Holy spirit talking to me, it brought me comfort. And then I began to think as with Job, there was a bigger picture taking place that I hadn't thought of. This is God teaching me how to discern all aspects of situations to see the fuller picture, not just what appears to be on the surface. So now, so now 
I have to go back to the beginning and tell you what the bigger picture is. Recently, I had aligned myself with an individual that God had placed in my life once before. And now I had always believed that with this individual, I was going to do great things. There was a work that we were supposed to do together, right? But as it turned out, it wasn't the right time. They weren't ready. Maybe I wasn't even mature enough to do it. So neither one of us was ready for what God had in store. And we parted from each other, right? We went our separate ways. But do you know that when God has a plan and a calling over your life, as long as you are willing to be a participant and submit, he will carry that plan out regardless of the time in your life that you are in. He will get you right there from the time you say, I submit, I, I surrender. He can start his plan right back in motion the same way he had it from the foundation of the earth. And he had formed you, right? So don't get me wrong. It was always to out to, it's always to your advantage to follow when he first shows it to you. But sometimes when he shows it to you, it's not that you're ready for it. Cause just like, if you remember with Joseph, he showed him that he was going to be you know, over his brothers and he went around and he told them, but Joseph wasn't Joseph. Joseph had not matured to the point where he was able to be the person that God wanted him to be when he gave him that dream. So yes, sometimes God will show you something and you're ready to walk right into it. And sometimes he'll show you something and you're not ready for it. You're not prepared for it. And you have to get ready for it. Cause you know, he knows the, the end to the beginning. He knows the whole story. So when he gives you a glimpse, that glimpse could be 10 years down the road, but you don't know. We don't know. Right. But let me tell you something. God can and will redeem the time for you if that is what he wants to occur. So if it takes you longer because you take a detour and go someplace else and do your own thing and then you finally swing back around and be like, okay, God, here I am, trust and believe. If that's something that he still wants you to do, from that day you say, okay, God, here I am, he's gonna start making the way for you to do what it is he had you to do 10 years ago, 20 years ago. But you know what? You weren't ready for it back then. So now you done caught up to the place where he needed you to be and now he can use you. Right. So this person and I have gotten back in tune with what God had given us to do from the beginning. And when you are working for the Lord and you pray and follow and listen and obey all that he has set before you, let me tell you something, expect an attack from the enemy. And I'm going to say that again, expect an attack from the enemy. Here is where spiritual warfare gets real. And I realized that I am being attacked because of the alliance that I entered into to complete the work that God had commissioned on me and this individual from before. So now, can I tell you that when the enemy sees what God has in place, he wants to destroy it. Remember, Jesus told us in John 10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and that they may have it more abundantly, right? Now, the other half of this alliance is in another country 
handling what God gave him to do. And he called me the other night. And see, this is how I should have known. Well, I knew after. After you sit there and you start thinking of everything and you really just go through the whole motions of who you are and what you stand for. He called me the other night and he told me that he was expecting, you know, he was experiencing various attacks, right? But all of them was in line with what God had already shown us before he left to go on this trip. And we had prepared, you know, we prayed, fasted, all that. We had prepared to handle what God had shown us was going to take place. But when the enemy cannot penetrate you from the angle that he wants to, or let's put it this way, let's just say when his minions are unsuccessful in their endeavors, to try to sidetrack you or shake up the apple cart, you know, he has to come on his own, right? He has to come on his own. So I got the call and the person told me that they were under attack the other night, but it was on a totally different level. They were asleep, right? And now this is deep. This might be deep from, for some of you, but it's something I have to tell. Okay. Cause somebody out there is experiencing this or is going to, or it has happened to them. They, he told me that he was asleep and he felt a presence in the room with him. Now, right. It began to hold his feet. It started at the bottom of the bed and it slowly started making its way up his body, holding him down. Now imagine feeling something like that and you're fighting, trying to wake yourself up only to find out that there's nothing there. Oh, but the power of Jesus, because as he became aware of what was happening, he started speaking the word of the Lord, calling on the name of Jesus for his protection. But Satan didn't stop there. He'll always find another angle to try to get at you, right? Because you remember when Jesus was in the wilderness, he tempted him three times, three different ways. He'll try one way. And if it don't work, he'll come back another way, right? This time he came back in the form of a voice. And the voice that he used was my voice. Knowing that if this person heard my voice saying certain things, he would be distracted to be like, you know what, you know, why is this? Why am I hearing her voice? Right. And Paul warned the Corinthians of the devices of Satan in second Corinthians two. in second Corinthians, Paul warns the people of Corinth to be aware of the false apostles that were amongst them and how Satan can disguise himself and his minions to appear to be doing good. It's actually in second Corinthians 11 verse 13 to 15. And now I'm reading this one from the living Bible. So you can get a true understanding of what Paul was saying. God never sent those men at all. They are phonies who have fooled you into thinking they are Christ's apostles. Yet I am not surprised. Satan can change himself into an angel of light. So it is no wonder his servants can do it too. And some like godly ministers in the end, they will get every bit of punishment their wicked deeds deserve. So now he said 
he heard my voice crying to him for help. And he knew that it was the enemy who was trying to pull him out and distract him from speaking God's word in order to stop the attack that was being placed upon him. So I'm saying all this to say, beware, beware those of you who are truly walking in your calling and doing the work that the Lord has placed before you to do. The enemy will attack you and he will use everything that is close to you to get to you, to throw you off your course. Don't let him win. Continue walking, continue doing, continue on the path that the Lord has put you on. Because in the end, at the end of that road, which is what is most important, there's something that you need to accomplish. There's someone's life that you need to impact and the enemy is trying to stop you from doing the work that God has given you to do. So keep pushing and speaking his word over your life and over your mission. God is with you. Remember, God is in control. He allowed Satan to try you all to his glory. And that's where I got the Job syndrome from that you can be doing what the Lord has set before you, doing everything, following everything. And here comes Satan still trying to mess up the act. Oh, but when you recall, when the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit brings back to your remembrance, and that's why it's so important to read the word because the Holy Spirit can't bring back to you something you've never read. Isaiah 59, 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the West and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. That's just letting you know, God is there with every step of your journey. And also we are reminded in first Peter five and 10, but may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Like I said, people, God is in control. No matter what the circumstances look like, what you might be, what might be happening at the moment, He is using everything for your good and he is using it to build you, to mold you, to show off his workmanship that he created you to be. You are his finished masterpiece. And with that, I say it's time for us to take a music break. You have been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn what Brooklyn sounds like.
listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It is now time for the part of the show that I call Op Ed. Now, today in Op Ed, I want to talk about Happy 4th of July. Yes, today is actually the 4th of July. And for those of you that are celebrating today, it is the day that we call our nation's birthday. The day America signed into existence the Declaration of Independence, an agreement of sorts between the the 13 colonies that listed their grievances with the British monarchy and told why they should be granted, why they should be, not granted, but why they should be regarded as free and sovereign states. The document declared the United States to be independent of the British crown and was signed by the congressional representatives of the 13 colonies, which included Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, and John Adams, to name a few. It was ratified on July 4th, 1776. Now I want y'all to know that we were still at war. We were fighting the revolutionary war when the declaration was written and signed because the revolutionary war started in 1773 and it went all the way to 1783, right? They were still fighting. 
But in 1776, they took a break and said, you know what? We got to write this up because we got to let them know we getting out of here, right? But do you want to know something? With everything that is happening in our country as of late, I understand for the first time why America acts the way that it does. And for the first time, I truly understand the mind of an abuser. Because can I tell you, can I be honest? Oh, here I go. <laughs> I said I hated that statement, right? Can I be honest? Because that always means that people are about to lie. I have often heard that if you were a victim, especially a child that suffered from being in an abusive family and you yourself had been abused, you will then grow up to be the same, right? You will inflict abuse on your family and you will be the abuser. So when I think about that, just like we tell the victims of abuse to seek help and counseling for their issues, right? Because we know it's traumatic and it's a lot for them to get over. They're carrying it all the way into adulthood. And we try to convince them that what was happening to them was not their fault, right? Because when you're the victim, it's not your fault why something happens to you, especially when you're a child. And when I thought about it on that, when I thought about it in the whole scope of everything that's happening now, I have to ask the question, shouldn't we look to help America solve its issue the same way? I mean, think about it. When you see us, and when I say us, I mean Americans, you see that we were abused by the British. They wanted to dictate whom we could worship, how we could worship, where we could worship. They placed tariffs on every single item that we got from them and everything that we traded with them. They wanted the best of what we had to exchange just for being under their leadership, right? So what does America do when they have the chance to reign over another group of people? Well, what do you think? When they are finally able to control and exercise authority over another group of people, they are that the people that are dependent upon them, they replicate the same behavior. They inflict oppression because they were oppressed. They exercise undue authority because they can. But just as the Americans of 1776, where we fought against the oppressive atmosphere hovering over us from the British armies, the Americans today are using their God-given right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. America, now don't get me wrong, with all its faults, is still the best country to be in, right? Because if it wasn't, we wouldn't have so we wouldn't have this immigration problem that we have if it wasn't the best country to be in, right? We don't do everything correctly, and I will attest to that. But where else in the world can you truly be yourself? And not only just be yourself, but have laws to protect you while you're being yourself. Who's better than that? But whether it's storming the Capitol building or burning down a Target store, it's all a form of expression. And just as the Americans of 1776 were fighting that revolutionary war to get the oppressor off their back, 
the Americans of today are fighting a war to get the oppressors off their back. Although it may be that the oppressors are their same Americans, the same Americans that's living in the same country with them, it doesn't matter. An oppressor is an oppressor. But I say that is that I say that to say what we must always remember is that in the end of it all, it is God who governs our lives and how we move. He is in control of everything that is taking place. So if we want to see America healed, we have to turn to the only one who can make that possible on any level. And that's the most high. Remember, Keep America in your prayers if you don't already do so, because we need a lot of healing. We need a lot of prayer. This country is in need of healing and restoration, the kind that only God can give. And that is the end of op-ed. Oh, wait, before I end op-ed, it was 1775, not 1773, that the Revolutionary War started. I just looked back over my notes. I said it incorrectly. We were at war from 1775 to 1783. Just wanted to throw that little correction in there. Now that is the end of op-ed. <laughs> this is the first Sunday of a new month. So that means, da-da-da-da, it's a new word for the word of the month for July is going to be conqueror and conqueror is one who conquers one who gains a victory one who subdues and brings into subjection or possession by force or by influence hmm so we're conquerors this month everybody we are conquerors the promise of the week is coming from Jeremiah 17, 9 to 10. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. And with that, it seems like my time is growing short. So... Happy 4th of July again, everyone. And on this 4th, enjoy your family and friends. If you're going to venture out to see the fireworks tonight, remember, COVID-19 is still around. And now they have the variant, the Delta variant, which is more contagious than the original COVID. Although they're saying that the symptoms, I think it's the respiratory part. No, no. Here is what it said. I heard them say it on the news Friday. They said that it's the Delta variant. It's highly, it's highly contagious. It's more contagious than the first variant that came over from Africa and Brazil. This one's coming from India and it's called a Delta variant and definitely more contagious than COVID-19. And they said, oh, this time, one of the symptoms of COVID-19 is that you would lose sense of smell and taste. This one, you don't lose a sense of smell and taste, but you still get the body aches and the fatigue. So beware, like I always say every week, remember COVID is out there and it's going to be here for a minute. It's still around, right? And that means protect yourself. Wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands. 
And most of all, enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself no matter what you do, but protect yourself in doing it. And until we meet again next week, God willing, peace.
Good to be loved by you. How deep. 